back we took a brief hiatus yeah everyone needs a you know break from from their passions every once in a while yeah yeah and if anything it makes the people miss us more so exactly uh in the the meantime or sorry not the meantime since since we've recorded a decent amount has happened but we're only going to talk about a little yeah we're going to go at least we'll try to go more in depth with less yeah you know yeah get more quality over quantity yep yep um i mean Overall, though, I mean, what what was the last? What had happened last time we talked on here? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. You know, these over the summer, not much happens in sports when you go two weeks without talking. No. But now but there's we, now so much going on. Talk, NBA's yeah. back. You know, I will say the our Bruins, and we're not big hockey fans, but they're rolling. Right. And they're that, like the best team that, in Boston right now. That's about the extent of which we're going to talk about the Bruins tonight. But we at least need yeah. to. Uh, we got to get it out yeah. up, out front. <laughs> they're doing it for Bergie. No, I mean, I think it's because we went to a couple games. And if anything, now I'm more attached to the fact that they're good. If it was a, a year or a season where um, I had not – actually, I've gone to two different Bruins events at this point. Wow, look at you. I'm saying. And if it was a year where I hadn't gone to any, I would look at that and be like, oh, impressive. But now I feel, you know, I'm like, oh, impressive with an exclamation. I mean, it's, it's that whole building. C's, C's carrying their weight. Bruins carrying yeah. their weight. I don't know what else goes on in there. Maybe some concerts. Uh, I mean, concert season might be over now. Ice skating. That's you know, November. I actually went to, the first thing I ever went to at TD Garden was uh, Monsters, Inc. on ice. Really? Yep. Now, a couple things on that. Um, one, do they still do those? My guess would be yes. I bet they do. Two, why don't I see commercials for them? I think I know the answer, but I'm curious what you think. Well, at one point, they definitely did do commercials for them, but well, maybe they stopped. Well, you know what I think the answer is, and this actually applies to a lot of stuff, is we used to see those commercials on, like, children channels. Yeah, like Disney Channel and shit. Yeah. Like, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, wow, I don't see, like, Capri Sun commercials anymore. That's and I thought point. about it. It's like, well, I don't watch Nickelodeon anymore, so yeah. that's, that's why. Um, um, I see I see adult commercials like uh, Medicare for Plus underwear yeah. and uh, <laughs> shaving products, yeah, uh, but um, prescription drugs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you know we we always run through our agenda up front. We'll talk a little bit of NFL week ten, no week nine week nine behind nine. us. Um, FTX and the crypto world is going in the dumps, and that has some sports things to do with it. There's a new college football top four playoff ranking, which is quite interesting, to say the least. Colts fired their head coach. Um, NBA, about 10 games in. You're starting to see some, some interesting storylines there. There's the whole EMA thing. Um, so let's get into it. Let's get, let's get started with um, the uh, commanders. Why don't we? They're... Dan, Dan Snyder officially contacted Bank of America to have them sell the team for him. They're How do you think a, that conversation like that goes? Oh, they're going to make a pretty penny <laughs> off of that deal. That's what I know. Um, maybe Dan will get to work on the, hey, the, uh, that deal. Uh, you know that team I own? Um, I, I can no longer own it. For they're worth about $7 billion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There are circumstances outside of my control, like federal investigation. <laughs> Bank of America is making 1% on that. What is that, $70 million? Yeah. Not, Not bad. bad. All in a day's work. But anyways, Dan Snyder's selling the commanders and the, some of the potential groups. There's like five potential groups in it right now, but some prominent names involved. Kevin Durant, Jeff Bezos, Jay-Z, Matthew McConaughey, the guy who owns the 76ers. Mm. Um, so people want it. Now, those are, are they trying to get in together or are these just people whose names have been sort of swirled around? I think Durant, Bezos, and Jay-Z. Oh, no. Bezos, Jay-Z, and McConaughey have been linked together. Mm. Durant might also be linked to that. 
Um, but I think there's another like four groups trying to get in, and apparently they're going to sell for about seven billion, which seems like a lot to me. No, I, I think so. And um, quick aside, but related to the Washington team, is at first I, you know, I I grew a fondness to the Washington football team name and brand. There was something about that that I enjoyed. The football team. Yeah, but seeing those commanders and those brand spanking new uniforms and playing around with some some black unis. I gotta say, the commander name has grown on me. I, I think it's better than the Redskins I was and everything they had going on. I over was there. skeptical at first, but the, to your point, those black uniforms—they are clean, man. Yeah. The Commanders—it's—it's kind of like a name out of Madden. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, it honestly—it caught on quick. Yeah, it plays. I mean, I think people just—you uh, know—you say it enough times, and suddenly it's—it's—it's uh, it's kosher. But I guess you mentioned the price tag: seven billion dollars. Um, like, my thinking on why it's worth that much. Obviously, the. Uh, the, the NFL, um, all those franchises are worth a boatload of money. Most of them. At, at the, I mean, the floor you, is like $4 billion, right. $3.5 billion. Right. So it's still a, a healthy amount of money. Is it? It's definitely not because of the product that they put on the field that it's worth that much. Is it because it's – I think it's because it's in Washington, D.C., personally. It, I mean, franchise value, it, it's tied to the market right. at the end of the day and, like, the team's history. So mm -hmm. it's like a franchise with, like, good history, strong mm -hmm. fan base, and in, like – what, is it, what do you call it, like a top seven market? And, uh, yeah, and on top of that, I think given the, the scandal, which I don't even completely understand what's going on, I think it has something to do with finances and maybe just, like, everything else. I think he, they cooked the books, and he also, like, did some not-so-nice things from an HR standpoint. Right, so they're going to get him up out of there, but I think what that uh, allows is for the new ownership group to kind of clean house when they come in. It's like, oh, you get to start a new with a, a blank sheet of a team, Um you know, everybody but the mailman or the mail carrier. I was watching an episode of Curb the other day. I mean, uh, you know, I've, I've actually been getting back into Curb. It's so yeah, good, it's dude. funny. Um, I, uh, surprisingly, I was kind of surprised that McConaughey wanted the pieces, but apparently he's a huge Redskins fan. Really? Or, okay, jeez. Apparently, he, words. <laughs> apparently he's a huge Commanders, Commanders fan. Apparently, well, this isn't is, he from Texas? Yes, but apparently he's very close with Dan Snyder. Mm. Like, apparently they, they spent uh, time on Snyder's yacht for the Super Bowl last year. Interesting. Is that, now, is that similar to Epstein Island? <laughs> I would hope not. <laughs> uh, I'm, but... Anyways, yeah, seven billion sounds like a, a fat price tag. I think the Cowboys are the most valuable franchise at like seven point five billion. Wow, so, so that's that, pretty this, hefty. This will yeah. make the Commanders a top five, top ten. I mean, it has to. It franchise. probably has to do with the fact that the NFL as a whole in value is ballooning, and all these Booming. reports are coming out that like the NFL is just crushing it. This is like their best year in, in right. forever. They're they're finally like because for a number of years the NBA was kind of creeping up mm -hmm. as like. They were closing the gap between the two, but the NFL is pulling away. I mean, I think, uh, and I, I definitely agree with that. It's interesting, though, because Thursday night football, the numbers are um, still, I mean, fairly solid, but definitely on a, a trajectory downward. I yeah, mean, the games have been terrible. Yeah, games have been terrible. Uh, the amount of, uh, I imagine all the, the bulk of their signups for Prime to watch football had to have happened in the beginning. But, you know, talking about uh, teams potentially being up for sale, um, I know the Dalt was it. Uh, sorry, the Broncos were just recently sold, um, or yeah, yeah, the Broncos were just recently sold. Now the Commanders are in, in talks to be sold. Uh, who's next? Well, I, I feel like an LA team fairly recently, right? Well, the um, the Washington Nationals are also being sold. Mm. Nobody wants a team in. I mean, I, I guess nobody and everybody wants a team in in, in Washington. Uh, in Washington. Yeah. It's a hot commodity. But you know, going back to this whole like 
there's like a primetime NFL game curse. Mm. Like all these games, they look so good on the calendar, and it, it just like chronically lets us down. Unbelievably boring. In fact, um, I was incredibly let down. This wasn't, uh, you know, may have not affected as many people as it affected me, but uh, the Ravens game the other night, who were they playing? The, uh, the Saints. Yes, yeah, Ravens-Saints with uh, the Andy Dalton-Taysom Hill duo. I needed... I was already up in fantasy, which this is an aside. Yeah, but tell the tell the whole story. Well, okay, so I'm I'm facing my buddy in our little bit of a wonky league that we have, um, and I was up over a hundred points going into Monday. And this is a league where teams regularly go over three hundred. Yeah. To be clear. Yeah, and so um, or sorry, I was up a hundred points early or throughout the day on Sunday until the Sunday night game, and then somehow, some way, his punter who. I don't even know who his punter is. Punter on some random-ass team, and Mahomes combined for like 100 points. And so now I'm suddenly on the hot seat a little bit. Um, long story short, I needed Justin Tucker to show out. And just to bring it full circle to your comment, if there was more scoring in this league, I would be in better shape. But now, you know, teams can't march anymore. There's no uh, points being punched in. And, you know, people like me have to suffer. Uh, you know, it affects our fantasy. Yeah, hopes. it affects the the standings and all. But um, that, besides the point, and, and other football. Do you, do you have anything else? Uh, I have some other football stuff. Yeah. But I guess while we're on the topic of fantasy, so um, obviously Joe Mixon had his absurd week. I think oh, he put up crazy. like fifty five fantasy points, five touchdowns. Um, and it was similar to last year. I think Jonathan Taylor also had a very similar performance, like fifty ish points. And in my league. This um, league or your other my, league? My other league, my normal league. Ironically, this year, the person who had Joe, Joe Mixon lost. And when I had Jonathan Taylor and he went off, lost. Wow. Embarrassing. You, you have everything go right and then everything yep. go wrong. Terrible. Um, <clears throat> speaking of uh, – Jonathan Taylor's on the Colts. He is. Yeah. Speaking of the Colts – um, they've got a little bit of a front office shakeup going they've on. They've got there. a conundrum on their hands. Yeah. So, uh, new coach coming in. No, what? Tell the tell the audience about this fellow. And what do you what do you think about him? Yeah. So the Colts obviously the Colts fired Frank Wright, which I was surprised. I was very surprised they fired Frank Wright. Well, three thought, game skid they're on. Yeah, but I thought they would at least hold out till the end of the season, still tanking because he's a good coach, and I thought they liked him over there. But they fired Frank right after they lost to the Pats. Embarrassing loss to the Pats. But what do you expect? They put Sam Ellinger out there. Who doesn't even, he doesn't even belong on an NFL team, let's be real. I mean, he's getting the, what, sacked? Ten like sacks. Eight, ta- yeah, yeah, nine sacks, yeah. And then um, Jonathan Taylor's obviously hurt. O-line stinks. But they fired Frank Wright. And they hired Jeff Saturday, um, which is an in- interesting hire. I yeah, think he he's pl- a Colts, he Colts legend, yeah. no doubt. Yep. But... Um, I don't know. I think he's a, he's just one of those guys. It's, you can do this in the NBA where you have a former player, lots of experience. Maybe they were in the booth for a little bit. They come in and they coach. I think the NBA, you can get away with that. Like, we've seen that be successful um, with certain players. Not very many, but, like, it can be successful. Steve Kerr, mm-hmm. for example. Um, but in the NFL, I feel like you need the actual coaching experience. Right, and so to my understanding, Jeff... Saturday has not coached above the high school level. Correct. And their offensive coordinator, who they have determined is going to call plays for them. And nobody on their staff actually has played or coached an NFL game. Or not played, coached an NFL game. Nobody's called to play. Right. And their offensive coordinator, Park Frazier, he's 30 years old. He got a comp sci degree uh, in college, 
and numbers guy. Big numbers guy. He's going to be calling the offensive plays for Jeff Saturday. 30 years old. Wow. Young that's, Buck. That's pretty impressive. That's shout six, out to, that's shout six out to years older than us, dude. That's nothing. We'll be there pretty soon. I know. I mean, that's, some, that's somebody who we almost went to high school with, if you think about I it. I know. But um, no, I mean. Do you have that Jeff Saturday quote? Oh, what, what he said? Um, no, I don't have it, but I'll paraphrase. Basically, uh, in his first press appearance with the Colts, they were asking, um, you know, the elephant in the room, obviously, is like, you haven't coached at this level before, you know, how can you gain the respect of your team, you know, what's your team saying, et cetera, et cetera. And he was basically just like, you know, he's been in winning, lock, winning locker rooms. He's won before. He's been a part of winning teams. Uh, he knows that he uh, does not have the experience. He's not hiding from it. He even admitted that he could go, this could go terribly, uh, or it could go all right. But, you know, he, he says that he uh, believes that he can lead men. Um, and so, you know, at least the, the confidence is there. It seems like some of the players respect that can-do attitude. Um, at the end of the day, they're kind of stuck with it. It's not like they have um, <clears throat> much choice here. Um, but, you know, I think he, um, he he's definitely a familiar face in the area. You know? Yeah, it's an interesting storyline. Um, but on another note of head coaches, um, so the Raiders um, – Many people around the league think that Josh McDaniels will not last the rest of the season as the Raiders head coach. I mean, they've at least early in the season, they lost some close ones that I wouldn't necessarily... Yeah, I didn't think their losses at the beginning of the year were really his fault. But now... But they got shut out by the, the Saints, which yeah, was embarrassing. The, the Bucks got to stop with somebody. Yeah, and then they were up 20 to nothing against Jacksonville, led up 27 straight points, couldn't even get a field goal the rest of the game. Um... Not looking good for, for our guy Josh McDaniels in, in Vegas. I think I don't even think he's doing that bad a job, but well, you know, I, I think some people uh are maybe better suited in the not the limelight, you know. Uh, it's also his first year. Yeah, you know, give cut him some slack. But right now the the Brady or sorry, the Belichick coaching trees on the hot seat. Not looking bit. good. Yeah, not looking good at all. Um I slipped there, but speaking of Brady, uh he got over a hundred thousand Total yards, playoffs, and regular season. I believe the second place guy, Drew Brees, is like fifteen thousand yards behind that. Um, unbreakable record, yes or no? It's got to be right. Like I, I, I have a hard time believing somebody that good is going to play for that long again. The only person I see right now that could beat that record is like Patrick Mahomes, and he'd have to play. They literally said it when um, the graphic that came on on the screen when Tom did it. Pat Mahomes, like the active players who I guess realistically could reach it would have to play it until they were like 42 43 yeah like you it's just like, like how are you going to get a guy that's that good to play that long again like Peyton Manning he's up there like he still he's still 20,000 yards right. less than Tom Brady yeah and it's the to make it through the regular season's one thing you got and actually on top of that some of these younger people have the benefit of 17 game season. season. I didn't so, think about that. So they, it won't even. That's be like the you same get a anyway. bonus season. Right. You, you play 17 years, you get a bonus season. Right. So you already have that to your advantage, which is like what? An extra, basically an extra 5,000 yards, 4,000 right. yards. Yeah. But um, it's the playoff longevity that I think will be hard to beat as well. You have to be able, you have to play like Tom at least two games, uh, two playoff games a season. Yeah. Maybe three in his case. Does that include? Yeah, it's playoff plus regular wow. season. Yeah, that's unreal. And so, I mean, some people can't even make it to the damn playoffs. I, although, you know, I think he went to Tampa because that division sucks. <laughs> I think that's part of the reason why he went there. The division does yeah. suck. 
Um, but uh, just, I guess, to wrap up with... Um, all right, that, that's all I had for football. Did you have anything? Um, Let's talk about the, the college football top four. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a fresh fresh crop. Yeah, so it's the, it's the second week of the college football playoff rankings. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU. That is the top four with... Uh, Tennessee's out. Tennessee and, uh, and Oregon, the first yeah. two out. Yeah. That is... Uh, I saw that, and I, was, I didn't think it was real. I thought it was a meme. I, mean, I thought I was getting uh, memed on, on Twitter again yeah, by a fake it, it, account. With, with the, the verified checks. Um, no, I think that's – it's definitely a strange season. I mean, Alabama was, what, sixth, and then they just lost again. So they're safe to say they're, they're sort of out of it. Um, I mean, at this point, it's, what, mid-November. There's still two months left? I think Five, four – either three or four games before conference championships. Okay. Yeah, so – I mean, not. I don't see that really shaking up necessarily too much. I mean, at the same time, it could. Like you said, Tennessee and Oregon are right there. But um, if anything, this gets me excited for when the playoff expands. I know. That's what I'm thinking about. Because realistically, you could have – it would get real interesting at yeah. that point. Eight teams. Yeah. It's a, it's a shame that uh, the conferences are trying to clamp down on uh, fans storming the field. I know. What's up with that? Yeah, there might be some some real legendary moments in school history with a crop like that. Imagine I mean, if uh, imagine TCU went in the natty. That'd be nuts. I mean, that's that's crazy. They're in there. I mean, who knows if they'll keep it up? But I was watching some TCU football earlier in the season. I thought they looked damn good. Yeah, I mean, you never know. I think if anything, the the fault with college football is that so often it does feel like you know whether or not it's Alabama or uh, Clemson or you know Auburn in the past whatever it's yeah. like these schools you're like, oh well you know they'll at least they'll definitely be in the playoff and they'll be in the natty whereas I feel like now because it's it's enough for us to look at and be and like well I this know, is slightly different no I honestly think it is leveling the playing field in some respects for sure I want Tennessee to end up in the final four or the geez I want Tennessee to end up in the in the playoff because I think I think they could give Georgia a better game than they did the other mm. night. I think um, they were shook? I don't know what it was, but they looked terrible. Yeah. I, maybe Georgia is just maybe, like... Maybe it was the rain. The maybe Georgia's rain. just running away with it, but yeah. I don't know. Michigan is also scary good. Yeah. Best running game in the league mm. and best defense. I, mean, I, could, I could get behind Michigan winning a natty. 2-3, Michigan, Ohio State in the playoff. That'd be the biggest game of all time. Yeah. Cool. Um, but, all right, should we talk about our, our friends at FTX? Yeah, they're not having a good day. FTX having a terrible day. Um, the CEO of FTX, he's lost about 96% of his, his wealth. Um, bad day for crypto in general. Shout out all our crypto friends out there. Yeah, I, I mean, and I'm, I'm a little detached from the world. I mean, I still sort of uh, pay a, an eyeball to it, but by no means am I necessarily, you know, I, I sold out a long time ago. Some could say I sold high at this point, but um, I wasn't aware that it had crashed so much until mid-afternoon. I was, I was busy working, and I wasn't uh, in the news, but I'm wondering what caused it. I mean, I, I think it was when Binance announced that they were going to buy FTX that it started trending downwards. Well, because um, so FTX had a massive liquidity problem. Right. So they're... Which seems to be kind of commonplace for com- some of these companies. Yeah. Um, but they had like... I think part of it was like they had a lot of like loans out to mm. like companies. I don't really know. Well, this, this is... It's funny. We were just talking Tom. Surely he didn't have that much money in FTX by any means, but surely they paid him in a combo of like cash and equity um, to get him to show up. I Same mean, with Giselle. Pretty sure she was in FTX too. Really? Right? Um, I see her in uh, those posters downtown. Oh, facts. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, I mean, FTX obviously has a, 
all these crypto companies have a pretty big presence in sports, but FTX specifically, like we have FTX Arena down in Miami, Crypto.com Arena in LA, but FTX specifically, because they're having such a terrible day, um, they're paying the for the Miami Arena 19 years, 135 million. That's at stake of being revoked. Jeez. They're paying 17.5 million over 10 years to be the rights holders to like Cal Berkeley's football stadium. That's kind of a weird one, yeah. but. Any, anything to get the name out there? Yeah, they have a patch on that MLB umpires wear, and then they also have a pretty substantial Formula One sponsorship that is definitely running them a pretty penny. And Larry David. And Larry David. <laughs> they they paid $6.5 million just for the 30-second spot during the Super Bowl. That doesn't include production or, or anything like that. I mean... Coinbase looking like geniuses now. It's, it's funny um, because crypto, I think, since... It, it sort of boomed these past two, three, four years or so. Um, I think it's went on a wild journey. I'm looking forward to watching all those documentaries uh, with time. But I remember coming up on the Super Bowl, there was a lot of parallels to the dot-com boom and this and that, this and that. I mean, I see the similarities personally. I mean, if you had shorted, literally, you could pick any company that had a commercial on during the Super Bowl. Their value cannot be anywhere near where it was in February of 22. I mean, Bitcoin is down 18% today. Right, just today. And they had already taken a drop. True nosedive. Like, yeah. the graph like does not a straight lie. Line straight line down. down. Yeah. Tough go. Um, ETH down 15%. Bitcoin down, like, 15%, 16%. Tough uh, day. Yeah, tough day. I mean, you know, it's... I don't want to call it funny. I'm sure a lot of people had, you know, a decent amount of dough in there, but... Um, I think the, the, a lot of the promise behind crypto, at least how I've heard it, is that it's this effective store of value, right? It's like digital gold. You know, put your money in this and it'll be safe. If anything, I feel like time and time again, it's proving that it follows a very regular economic sort of, you know, uh, d depending on how people feel about it, really drives its value. It's not so much as like, oh, yeah, it's just a store of value. It's like, oh. I'm feeling a little spooked about Bitcoin today. I'm going to withdraw. Or even, I mean, it tends also to just follow, uh, well, there's also, not to make this like too much of a business pod, but now there's just like a lot of institutional money in it. Right. So like it literally follows the same trend as the stock market. They they fell into quite the trap. But um, should we pivot to, to baseball? I mean, not baseball, basketball. Before we actually... What do you got? What do you got? No, no, I, I don't have anything big. I was going to shout out our, our boys in um, the Pickleball League. Um there's there's really not much here necessarily, but we talk a lot about how some of the our favorite leagues today got their starts uh, due to mergers, right? AFL, NFL, AFL, or sorry, uh, ABA, NBA. Um, we may be witnessing history here because pickleball in the pickleball universe, uh, the two major pickleball leagues, Vibe Pickleball and Major League Pickleball, will be merging. No way. Uh, yeah, they're going to be forming a pickleball super league. Oh my god! Uh, so if you uh, you know. The, the previous turf war is over. A, a truce has been announced. I think we got to pick a team. I think we do have to pick a team. I don't know where we would watch it. Um, they got to be picking up some streaming rights. But are they, are they geographically tethered? No idea. Okay. Well, we've, got, we've got some learning to do, but we're going to pick a team. By the next pod, we will be super fans. Yep. Or no, we'll, I lied. By the next 
pod, we will be exploring a team and all of our options. Maybe that's how we'll get to some of these guys. That's how we'll get to Mark Cuban. Yeah. Just be super, super Enthusiast. big into pickleball. Maybe yeah. it'll become a pickleball pod. May- maybe if we... There's probably no pickleball pods out there. No, no pods Talk dedicated. I wouldn't be surprised if there was at least a couple. But um, maybe that'll be the, our thing as we, we become super fans of a pickleball team. Yeah, let's uh, do it. Courtside? Show there, up at all their games. Or is it courtside? Yeah, it's court. They're yeah. playing a court. Yeah, but, you know, it's not like tennis has courtside seats. I think they do. Really? Yeah. I mean, there's seats that are like close, but could you, like, really sit on the baseline? Yeah, you can get pretty down low close. Oh, yeah. wow. The more you know. But, no, basketball. Um, a lot happens in the basketball universe specifically over the past two weeks since we've last spoken. Um, namely, uh, some some shakeups in the power rankings for sure. Um, the Utah was supposed to be tanking jazz aren't looking so bad. They're about 9 and 3 right now. Cleveland shaking up the East. Um I mean, I, I know I interrupted you initially, but what what was on your mind? No, let's keep going with this. Lakers are at the bottom. Yep. Warriors not so hot. Seas um, looking good. Seas look good. Yep. Um, Bucks doing their thing, Buck, yep. rolling people. Yep. Clippers, you know, Sixers so so the heat stink. I you know, I don't have much to say necessarily about the Clippers, but boy, did they, you know, this Kawhi situation. The guy they, plays once a week. They have himself in some predicament. Yeah. I mean, and he has zero trade value. None. Zero. None. Yeah. None whatsoever. I mean, the guy really cracked the code there. Um, but, no. So, I, well, let's go back to the Jazz for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I am, like, distraught that Matt Hardy is not coaching the Celtics. Mm. Or at least I on think, the bench. Or at least on the bench. He's what, like 32, 30, he's like the same age as uh, Missoula. Mm. And I think Missoula's doing a great job. Yeah. But Matt Hardy is clearly a coaching specimen out he, there in Utah, right? No, I, I 100% agree. I think we lost an A-plus coach. We, I mean, we lost an A player. They're, they're not, it's not that their team is, on paper, it's not this superstar team. You got Jordan Clarkson, Mike Conley, Laurie Markinen's been balling out, but it's not like it's those neon unis. You know, the, the, I can get behind the rebrand. Their their sunset thing that they had going on was a bit strange, but no, I mean the Celtics coaching pipeline I think has been pretty good. I mean, since I've been a fan, you have Doc, pretty good coach. Brad Stevens came out of nowhere, really good coach. Eme, you know. Fuck that guy. (laughs) (laughs) But then post that, I mean, like you said, Missoula has been doing a solid job so far. Um, I don't want to give all the credit necessarily to the players. I'm I'm sure that he's, you know, holding down the fort. There have been some times where uh, we've been up big and lost those leads. I think part of that is that's just the nature of basketball. It's early in the season. Right, right. Early in the season. It's it's part of the game. But, you know, the Celtics are no strangers to picking up a big league and lead and then, you know, saying we don't want it anymore or, you know, we, we, we want to make this game interesting. That's just how they roll. But um, Utah, Salt Lake City definitely got a good one. And I think Danny Ainge knew what he was doing going over there. Um, you know, Jazz fans, be ready to start stashing some picks. I mean, I was thinking they'd be tanking for Wembenyama, but it doesn't appear to be the case. You're looking at definitely a playoff team out there. I mean, dude, if if um, if Danny Ainge, if he's out in Utah and he pulls some crazy trade that he just never did in Boston, aside from the one with the big three, he'll be sick. Maybe he brings Gordon Hayward back home. That'd be interesting. Well, he's kind of washed a little bit, but... Um, no, no. I mean, I could see it. Danny Ainge is just—he's just holding his cards close Dude, to his chest. Shy Gillis Alexander is averaging thirty-one. Yeah, he's going nuts. That's crazy. He's killing me in my fantasy league. This league is so a lot of the young guns. 
A lot of young guns starting to put up numbers. I mean, Donovan Mitchell's averaging, what, like 32? Luka's averaging 36. Which, just to talk on the Luka thing real quick. So, I bought 2K. You know I, I bought 2K. I haven't really played it very much. I think I've come to terms I'm not really a video game guy. Granted, I bought COD, or I didn't buy this COD. Um, I, for some reason, I have COD World War II on my PlayStation. I've actually been playing online. And you have it on your PS5? Uh, the World War Two, not the new one. Oh, I thought you meant Modern Warfare. No, no, maybe maybe Black Friday. I'm just not much of a gamer like that. But I was playing COD World War Two, and my KDR is basically one. So you know, that's all you can really ask. That's for. all you can really ask yeah. for. That's because if it's you stick around one, then you, the rage minim- is minimal. Right, right. You know, you, you clap some people, they clap you back. It's a little back and forth. But back to the two K point is I'm I'm simming a season. You know me, I'm a I'm an association guy. I like to see the narratives, how they play out. This dude, Luke is averaging like 38, 39, and I'm like, this is unrealistic. For a whole shit. season? I lied. It's super realistic. I guess this. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's that's really been what's been getting me too with with two K. I remember years ago, like the CPU would just be doing random trades. And I'd be like, that would never happen. But now these past few years, I just anything can happen in this league. Adam Silver's got a great product out there. I'll tell 36, you. 36, 8, and 8. Yeah. Uh, and that's with only 30% from three. MVP season. Uh yeah, he's Luca's averaging 36. Steph's averaging 32. Giannis 32. Donovan Mitchell 31. Tatum 31. Durant 31. Guys are going off. Yeah, guys points, are going points, off points. In that league. Speaking of your boy Max, he's averaging 25, by the way. 24. Max? Yeah. Who? Tyrese Maxey. Oh, my, yeah, that is my boy, actually. Uh, the, the new stud of Philly. But um, speaking of Kevin Durant, we, we have to speak Nets. Um, in short, I think that that experiment they have going on over there is all but done. And I think it was confirmed today, basically, um, in the fact that they are choosing to uh, remove the interim label from Jack Vaughn and just make him uh, the head coach through the 24 season. Uh, you know, rumors during our hiatus, I believe, uh, the rumor was Ime might go over there. We might have even talked about that. Um, but Ime uh, was in talks to go be the new Brooklyn Net head coach. Um, and then, like, basically immediately after was the Kyrie situation. So that would have been tossing gasoline on a fire. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think Adam Silver was like, nah, eh, eh. And so they pulled out of that. And I think that Ime was this last-ditch attempt to save the the project. Um, but that's gone. Um, Steve Nash is gone. Honestly, I think that he got a great deal at the end of the day. You get to leave that clown show. You're generationally wealthy. You're still relatively young. Probably could coach anywhere else if you so want yeah. to, or you ride off in the sunset. Maybe you coach for a team that actually wants a coach. Yeah, seriously. I mean, th- did you see the stuff about uh, Kyrie not running any of his plays? No. Like, basically, there was somebody, someone, uh, I, I don't know if it was an anonymous source or if it had been said, but apparently there was like a sequence once where 10 plays in a row that Steve Nash called, Kyrie just straight up ran the opposite. Or, like, I mean, obviously you can't really run an opposite play, but straight up did not run it. Like, it was, it was like they were taking turns out there. I think the writing was on the wall when Nash was first announced and Kyrie was basically like, oh, we're all coaching this team. Or he yeah, said he's like, we, we don't need a coach. Yeah, yeah, we don't yeah. need a coach. I mean, that was the, the biggest red flag of all time right there. But I think um, they should have they rebuilt over the summer when they could. They should have dealt KD when they could have. Gotten rid of Kyrie. Um, I mean, Simmons, dude. Simmons is averaging more he looks so turnovers good, than field goals made. He's averaging like five, six, and five or something like that. Safe to say if that trend continues, this is not a team that I'm worried about anymore. Um, I mean, obviously, KD's KD, but. 
Ben Simmons is averaging five points, six and six. Five, six and six. Five, six and six on 43% from the field. So that's what? Two layups, a free throw. He's literally, he looks like he's like a bench player. I mean, barely a rotational guy. I think he's, I think they were talking about bringing him off the bench. Jack Vaughn, if you're listening to this pod, as I'm sure you are, a lot of NBA coaches do. Uh, you may want to consider maybe moving him out of the. He rotation. also missed like five games. What was up with that? What's up with that? Yeah, I don't know. Back Some hurt something. I mean, yeah, they. That's a crap show over there uh, for sure. But on the positive side, uh, Ime won't be giving away all of our secrets. I don't know, man. I, I <laughs> or maybe I, he did in the interview process. I think, maybe that was how you advance. Yeah, give it, give us, give us just secrets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, part of me was excited to see him coach somewhere else because I was eager to see how the players would interact with him. Mm. Because I think several of them probably don't like him. Right. Um, oh, but, on the Celtics. On the Celtics. Yeah. But I think what this confirms is that that guy did some pretty messed up stuff. <laughs> and yeah. Adam Silver probably knows what he did. Right. And he was like, that guy's not coaching in the NBA this year. Imagine if, I mean, because... Obviously, Boston's been pretty tight-lipped about it. Um, there's stories that have come out, but I'm nobody's ever said I'm anything. Shocked. I'm shocked it hasn't been leaked. Presumably. And I mean, this is obviously, uh, maybe this is me putting my, my tinfoil hat on, but if I had to assume, the city of New York probably has a couple more investigative journalists, muckrakers, than the city of Boston. <laughs> and you put that guy over in the city of New York, safe to say somebody's going to find out what he did. Oh, you're saying like it definitely would have got leaked if I think he's so. the coach in I, Brooklyn? I think so. I think that's he, probably true. I think if yeah. he goes over to coach there, given everything that's going on right now over there with Kyrie, his comments, and his checklist to come back, and, you know, I don't think that they want something else on that. They got the real paparazzi in, in New York. They got, yeah. real, they got real TMZ. Yeah, yeah. They, got, they got the varsity paparazzi squad over there. And keep in mind, I mean, maybe it's obviously at the end of the day it all comes down to being business decisions but brooklyn attendance is like terrible as it is like people aren't i think it might be near the league bottom and people going to go watch them play the game of basketball so quite surely if another scandal hit them i mean adam silver might just be trying to save their skin overall telling Ime he can't go coach over there i mean the other thing too it's like not to, i mean i won't say it when i'm gonna bring it up um, <laughs> um but yeah Ime. Adam Silver, he's protecting the product. He's trying to save. He's trying to yeah. save the Nets' product. He's saving them for themselves, and that's what a good commissioner does. I've never right. had any qualms with Adam Silver. I think that guy runs a good league. Yep. Um, um, speaking of basketball, though, just real quick, shout out to the UMass Minutemen. Uh, took a resounding victory over Central Connecticut State. baby. Yep, that's that's a basketball team worth watching. I'll certainly be watching. Um, last season, they were 15 and 17. I s- totally suspect that they will improve on that this season. Relying on you, Frank. Yeah, is it tomorrow? I bet we could get Frank Barn on the pod. I bet we I could. Bet we, I bet we generally could. First guest. Yeah, I bet we really could do that. Yeah, show them our numbies. We'll go out there. Well, you know what's funny is, like, every time we talk about guests and times we've had guests on, they obviously, like, physically come here, but... Presumably, for almost every pod out there, people it's, just call in. Yeah, we don't need him here yeah. at all. We don't. No. I bet we could text Bamford right now. Yeah, let, let us yeah. Get, let us get Frank Martin on the pod. Yeah, yeah. But um, should we do that? I'm gonna do it. We should. I'm yeah. do it. Maybe he'll come on. He, he talks to anybody. Even maybe we'll ask him to come on for five minutes. But Towson, who they're playing, whether it's tomorrow or the day after that, was 25 and nine last season. Currently one and zero. All I'm saying is, I believe in my Minutemen, and if they win, which I believe that they can. It's, it's a team to watch. Rank them. Rank them. You, yeah. know, they, you they, know who's ranked right now? Is it Davidson? 
or Dayton? No, Dayton. Dayton. Some eight tens or eight ten yeah, teams yeah, are ranked. Twenty yeah, fourth. Well, you know we got to deal with Loyola Chicago now. Oh yeah, yeah. They, and and, and uh, there's what, big what, what's the old lady's name? Sister Jean. Sister Jean. Yeah. Would hate Bl- to see, in the conference. Would hate to see the Minutemen destroy her her squad. <laughs> um, but the Minutemen, they were on a list earlier in the season, top five teams to overachieve by random blog writer. Yep. But we're gonna we got a solid uh, out of conference schedule yep. playing Towson, Colorado. I think we play South Florida, Harvard, Dartmouth. Yep. yep. So we got some Wait, tests early yep. on. I mean, I expect undefeated. That's that's no it's no slouch of a schedule. Nope. Um, I have nothing else. Likewise. All right. That's a wrap, everybody. All right. Thanks for welcoming us back with, with open arms. Yep, and we'll see you uh, next time. See you when we see you. Yep. And I know that you still want to see me.